0: Welcome to The View from the North Curve, a podcast covering all things North Curve Celtic. I'm your host Kev. Pleased to be back with you again. The last episode that we left you with with John Redon from the Michael Davitt Museum. He was on to speak about the history and the life of Michael Davitt. it's no gave that a listen, uh, he really should. John was was superb and a big thanks again for him taking the time to come on. I am joined by Liam tonight, and we're coming with his this time around for something a wee bit different. It's another live episode, but we've got four different guests on I would like to welcome on eh, for a wee mental health special episode that we're doing. So we have Andy McLaren, Chris Bungard, Andy Pingu, as he's known, and Aaron Conley. Guys. Big, big thanks
1: uh, for for the team to team as well for coming on to chat with us. What I'll do is pass you on to Liam, who's going to open up where we spill. Who's doing? Uh, I was reading up on some stuff about the real mental health and that, and I look on a government website, and it describes mental health as including our emotional, physiological and social wellbeing. It affects how we think, feel and act. It also helps determine how we handle stress. Relate to others and make choices. <coughs> mental health is important every stage of life, from childhood, adolescence, and right through to adulthood. For me, I think it's something that can't be really defined. But tonight, we will do our best to kind of talk about it and, and kind of see what we can get out of, out of the guests. Uh, so, tonight's our first in uh, a week of actions, looking at mental health awareness, which was decided on by uh, members of the curve. It's a topic that has caused a lot of people's hearts. And one that none of us, as I say, are experts in, but one that probably all of us have experienced in one way or another. Tonight we are joined by four people who have some form of kind of linked to, to the subject in one way or another. It's KFCs. We've got Chris Bungard, eh, Andy McCann, E Pingu and Aaron Connolly. Taking a just t- talk about some stuff, and, and we'll take some questions for the curve. Um so to introduce our guests, me and Kev, we'll give a wee brief introduction and then we'll ask some questions and then we'll get some questions for the, for the members as well. Yeah. Uh, so firstly, let me introduce Chris Bungard. Welcome yeah, along, Chris. Nice. Um, Chris is a, a mixed, martial arts, mixed martial artist and also a CELIC fan who sometimes stands in a curve for us. Yep. Um, Chris fights at a Scottish do up in the Whifflet. Uh, Chris was signed with Bellator, but he's just recently signed a five fight deal with Cage Warriors. He's yeah, first fight soon, so get watching.
0: Aye,
1: okay. uh, <laughs> uh, obviously, always. Uh, Chris is a patron of the, the charity Chris's House, Something Wisher. Uh, I are a real look on Instagram and that. They're a non profit organisation, which is a, a centre of help, response, and intervention surrounding suicide. They do some really, really incredible work uh, and as I say, we'll talk about that a wee bit later on in more uh, more detail, Chris, for that's all right? Of course, man.
0: Sorry, guys. I lost my place. I'd like to come in with Aaron Cornley. How are you doing? I've not researched as much <laughs> <laughs> into that, but Aaron, founder of Time to Tackle, mental health initiative based around football. Yep. Um, and a contributor that I've listened to you before on the Cynic podcast yep. um, so I said maybe we were just wanting your reason to bring you in you can speak about your own, own <laughs> and, and what you've been on before other podcasts that you've done before yep. um, different things
1: like that I'll now introduce, uh, he probably doesn't need much of an introduction uh, Andy's joining us for the house tonight um, so I've known Andy for about 10 years probably, maybe a bit more than that uh, the wee man has set up a, a charity called uh, The Walking Talk which started as a small kind of organisation and has grown and grown to it's massively ridiculous now which is a, I suppose it's, it's a kind of good and a bad thing um, in, in whatever way you look at it um, Andy and his group uh, has helped a lot of people um, and again we'll talk to Andy about that and, and what they can do uh, later on in the podcast and last Andy
0: McLaren how you doing? Former Scottish footballer, uh, over 20 year Yeah. Playing a lot of different teams Done to United to name one. And your own troubles in the past, mate, yep. uh, that it be good to <coughs> listen to, you, you know, yep. speak first hand. Um, and as I said, speak to the ones that are logged in now, but going out to a wider audience. Um, hopefully, even help, you know, people that are logged in. Yeah. To start off maybe MD, really? Just. Girls, one man. MD right? would like to go up first.
1: You maybe just start. with can have your introduction to yourselves. Can I? W- what he's, how you's he's to where he's on now? Can I hang if, if that's sorry? Right, just uh, a you want to go so first? That's I mean this I just sort
2: of go. Aye, aye,
0: right. <laughs> um,
2: so obviously I've been doing mixed martial arts for twelve years now. Um, professionally for about I don't know, it was eight years maybe. But um, I grew up in Hollow well Annixter and Muddle. Usual loved that, but Celtic. Usual scheme boy, grew up flats, usual shit. Um, but I loved wrestling. It was wrestling that actually got me into max martial arts, believe it or not. Um, I used to like get suspended for like me choking people and <laughs> putting people in the sharpshooting <laughs> school and all that, like legit. <laughs> no, I so I ended up going to like an MMA class in Hollytown and just took it for there, like kind of a jiu jitsu side there, Um then just had my first amateur fight and just kinda of got addicted. Um, when I was younger obviously I was a wee bit of a, a pain in the arse I was always in fights in school and that. I wasn't a, an idiot a that but I used to fight a lot and um, since I took up MMA it kind of really matured me at a younger age um, and just jiu-jitsu, like I'm nearly a black belt now in jiu-jitsu and I've had like 37 fights or something like that I fought in some of the biggest promotions in the world ACB which is a Russian promotion i had like six fights with Bellator now I've just signed with Cage Warriors so I've on, been on a bit of a journey really in MMA, been all over the world, trained with the best guys in the world um, and it's just, it's kind of a path me in a better life realistically because I spent some time in jail when I was younger, I'd say in fighting, drink, drugs, whatever, women, <laughs> you, <laughs> like, you like call a lot of bad thing, but the MMA put me in a better path of life uh, and I can honestly put my hand up and I really believe that myself and matured me earlier and um, I it was the for that and who knows man who knows where it'd be um, obviously I bumped into like through Chrissy's house um, we do like a a hollow town suicide awareness day we run like a football tournament with my, my friend Liam Fagan Sean Fagan Daniel Fagan who lost their father who are, who are also um, in the standing section as well um, they kind of started it Liam started it and that's how I kind of got in touch fr- through Anne, who runs Chrissy's house uh, in Wishaw. and since then I've been like an ambassador for them, using my platform to try and get, obviously, if I can help one person or whatever, then just to get the name out there or the phone number out there. And I've, I've seen myself like, literally picking people up and taking them there, people I don't know, and then dropping them back after home at their house and stuff like that. So I know for a fact that it's helped at least one or two people. So. That's how I came my knew through Chrissy's house and Anne, stuff for that through the Hollytown day. Um, and phew, what Andy will tell you, know, he's obviously been at Chrissy's house and knows and what a job they're doing. Like honestly, like saviours. Like there's n- more than one person being there. They work through the clock. It's just just amazing work they're doing. Um, and it's a pleasure to do my small part for them as well and through uh, mixed martial arts as well
3: cheers for that mate Aaron you want to go next aye well? so I mean similar to Chris came for a council scheme the eh, oldest of seven same as most people in the west of Scotland they wanted to play football my days grew, grew up wanted to play football wanted to play out there obviously it wasn't good enough but um, always football's been all I've ever known so I, I signed for Hibs when I was a kid when I was 15 I went through to Edinburgh it didn't really work out came home ended up playing for United for a while then played junior football for about 8 or 9 years and um I've had multiple suicide attempts, and a couple high profile, uh, because i went missing at one point in 2019, so kind of got high profile on Twitter and stuff, I was real concerned about me at the time. I had a couple of hospital stays, most recently just at the tail end of last year for six weeks, again, another suicide attempt, and um, thankfully I'm still here to talk about it and, and try and help other people, and you know, I'm I'm the lucky one, I see the statistics, 800 people every year in Scotland, they're there they're about to losing their lives, and can I just sit in here trying to make sure I'm not going to be one of these statistics and, and if I can help other people, then I, I do. So I'm very vocal on my Twitter and stuff about mental health, speak about it a lot, probably piss people off the amount I talk about it, but it, it's so important and it's so important that particularly men, you know, I keep hearing men don't want to talk about things, but you see things like this shows that it's changing. Um, so I started Time to on in October 2019, no long after coming to of hospital and very simply it's just recreational football it's putting a body in front of people and giving them a bit of freedom that maybe they don't get in life and whether that's you've got mental health issues or you're just stressed I mean I make the same joke all the time but I've got a wife and three kids I get stressed out beyond having my depression and stuff so it's just a wee bit of an escape for people um, to try and get them out and then we get we encourage them to sit down have a chat afterwards we we'll put on coffee wee bit of food or whatever soup and stuff for the winter um, and just try and get people to chat and Sometimes the talk will be about someone will maybe say they're feeling good, they're feeling suicidal and they'll have instant support by all the people in the room, the WhatsApp groups and everything else, or maybe sometimes we'll talk about football at the weekend. But ultimately, you're giving people a, a bit of freedom and a, and a place where they can go. I've been doing it now for two and a half years. Um, I went crazy. We were working all over the country at one point. We've sort of scaled back a wee bit, well, because of my hospital stay and my own health struggles <laughs> at the tail end of last year, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. But we've scaled back a wee bit. We're now running a couple of groups a, a, a week gonna to add to that eventually over the, the course of summer and just try and get trying get more people to who's exercising and it's a uh, it's cliche to say it but a wee bit of exercise and a wee bit of talking will, will help me in no end and that's all we want uh, encourage people to do and that's what time of tackle's all about.
1: Cheers for that mate. I think uh, the point you made about the men as well, so they can kinda of man up it's what you're always told, do you know what I mean? Snow, it's, it's a lot, but it's no it's sort of a so yeah. Andy you yeah, like I, a we spiel next
4: pal much once you see me to
1: confident the two guys yeah, listen, And
4: these guys talk a lot. Here so. quite a while here. Um where do I start? Aye, listen, same as same as the two guys before us grew up in a, a wee quiet housing scheme called Castle. Um <laughs> and seen a lot of things for a young age, it didn't realise had had impacted on me. You know, seen a lot of violence and listen, you grow up in a place like you. Yeah you see things that you think are normal and then you get older and you realise that they're, they're, they're no normal and, and they've impacted you and they've affected you and, um, left him at 16 <coughs> moved up to Dundee obviously same with Dundee and I took when I was 13 or something and um, went up to Dundee and that was a big thing you know moving away from him at 16 you know people don't people don't realise what an effect that has on you and the, the, the first year up <coughs> there, two big things happened and um, my dad died, and, and my son was born within a within space of two or three months. My dad was 33, I was 16, I had three had young, two younger brothers and a younger sister. And, and back then, you didn't talk about it, you know. I was, I was really, really struggling then, but I didn't know how to. So I'd was speaking, but growing up in we're brought up not to show your your feelings, your emotions, you know. So I, I started using drink, drugs as a coping mechanism. Uh, rave scene exploded, uh, ecstasy. My pals have having illegal raves. I was going to the I was taking ecstasy. I was going up on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'd be on the phone back to home to Glasgow. I hear it up here, I'm homesick. And I realise now it wasn't homesickness, it was a come down for what I was doing at the weekend, you know. Uh, and I see a lot of that, you know. There's I cocaine and, and all these drugs are, are a massive part of society now, you know. You know? And, um, and I see the, the impact it has on, on people's mental health. You know, I, I always try to defend drinking and drugs, you know, oh, it wasn't that, it was me and this and that. Got to a stage where I was 26-year-old, I'd played in Scottish Cup finals, I'd, uh, it was meant with big money moves happening. Because of my drinking and, and other stuff, I was doing a happy part. It impacted on. I went to Reading when I was 25 and I was doing there, I think I was doing there about 11 months, but I you know, I'd probably need to check that because it was... It was a wild time. It was just—I think I was trying to—I was trying to get caught. You know, I was—I needed something drastic to happen in my life to get. Cry for help. To, I, it was a cry for help. I didn't know how to say I'm fucking struggling. Mm. I, I, I just didn't know how to say that because you, the way I was programmed for a young age, you know, we were brought up you not know, to show our feelings, our emotions. You be a man. You all, all the all shit that that we speak about. Um, and I failed the drug test in there. And, I believe the day that I'd saved my life. I believe the day that I wouldn't be here today if I had not failed that drug test and English PFA were brilliant, got me into rehab for, for a month. Um, and and slowly turned try to turn my life around. Stop drinking. Um, but people think you stop drinking, you stop using drugs and life's perfect. Fucking life still happens. You know I I thought when I stopped drinking and stopped using it, everything would be perfect. My wife still moaned at me, the wind still moaned at me. Postman still putting bills through though. life still happens you know it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who, who you are or how much money you've got I remember being 21 and sitting in a big in Dundee and having a couple of quid in a bike and a nice motor and, and bursting into tears and I didn't know what was wrong with me but I didn't know how to, how to talk about it either you know because I thought as a young kid if you've got all this if you get a nice house and a nice motor and a nice and, and a bit of money you, that makes you happy you know i mean, I've found out that it's an inside job, and um, and people thought once I stopped drinking and I used and stopped using drugs, it life would be perfect. But I still had, I still had have st- stuff I had to deal with, you know, um, because I'd arrested the drinking and and, and drug taking. But I still had issues from my childhood and my dad dying young and having a son and all stuff that stuff that I didn't know how to talk about, and I had to, I had to learn to open up, um, and. We, we, spoke, we speak about it all the time about speaking's good. Speaking's good. Ah, listen, see. For me, I went and spoke to three people, and it made me feel worse as well. cos it wasn't the, it wasn't the right people. I was speaking to take the time mm-hmm. as well. So that's really important as well. That people are good listeners as well. You know, I went and spoke to doctors and uh, told them about some of my stuff, and they gave me a, they gave me a prescription. You know, and that wasn't what I needed. I didn't need fucking more drugs. You know, um, I needed. I needed professional help and, and I was lucky that I was playing football at the time and I had money and I could go private and, and I believe that saved my life You know, because I'd went to two or three people and it, it just wasn't working. I'm thinking, I can try in here. Um, and then I met somebody and I believe she saved my life. You know, I'd go to a stage where I, I'd had one or two... I, I was having suicidal thoughts quite a lot but I did one or two attempts as well and, um, and it used to... Because people see. say you've got to be but about you know you're a professional football player people see you and you're kind of on a pedestal you know but you've got the same the same issues as anybody else you know people think because you're on the tailor you play a certain team or, or whatever that like you've, you've no good problems you know everybody's everybody's got problems just people have got different problems you know and um, going to the end of my football career and thought it was really important and that my phone was going to ring and sat, my, sat in the house for six months and they had to phone me Um <laughs> And I had to I had to get up and, and, and do stuff for myself and started a charity and I ran that for 12 years in Glasgow where I seen the cost of football where I came from. We didn't have tenors a week 15 quid a week for kids to go and play football. So I done that for 12 years, set that up and we had real success for that, I won a lot of awards and, and, and stuff. But I left that about two or three years ago, Just things changed, people changed and, um, and I just wanted to go and do something else. Um, I, went in, I was in Chrissy's house I worked in there for 6-7 months uh, loved it but it was also it was it was difficult as well because you're dealing with that yeah, <coughs> every day yep. you know you're dealing with trauma every day and people coming in and um, I felt it was beginning to affect me so I took a wee step back for that as well you know but as I say my life's good today. you know I've got a good life um, I reach shoot whenever I can to try and help people I do, I do a lot of stuff that, that people don't know about you know that, that a lot of ex-players will, will phone me they might be struggling a bit you know because listen we do something for 20 years and then one day Sports. it's just it's just took it away from you yeah. and listen what we should do is we should plan but <laughs> seeing you're 21 and somebody's telling you to plan for the future you're never going to be 35 you know what I mean so I was one of the ones like something will happen so um but as I say my life's good today I've still got problems, you know, life still happens to me, you know what I mean, I've got members of my family and I've helped some doings with that, and, but I'm the kind of, I'm the reliable one that, that people come to me, you know, and that's, that's just a, a, a massive turning, you know, like, see before, I didn't, see if i tell you I was going to be somewhere, I didn't know if I was going to be there the next day, that's the that's a my life was place. now I'm reliable and dependable, go to my work, um, to see if I can help another person. Like we say, we speak about it, you know, I know it's a bit cliche, but if he, if even this talk helps one person, it's it's worth it, it you
1: know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's that's for me what it's all about, it? uh, but I'll shut up, you know, <laughs> <sort of laughs> So you were, you anyway. Right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and last but not least, as I say is we man needs no introduction, uh joining us for for the gaff on Zoom Uh we Pingu. how are you going pal?
5: All right, cheers for the on lads. Uh, just basically a typical Glasgow boy. growing up, wanted to be a footballer was at Dundee for a while let us go said it was too small let's be honest had a fair point in that <laughs> uh, obviously never made it just got to sell a job in that it was alright to be honest people f- who I grew up with they've seen us they probably say you're two faced and I was because see in the past see if somebody came to me and said my mental health problems say 20 years ago they said the worst word probably and I don't up. but mental health now my opinion different than it was 20 years ago I think many more people want to talk about it I do not even know what mental health was 20 years ago. Somebody said to me, I wouldn't mean, understand it. I, I don't think there's anything bad in that. If you, I don't, don't mean that to come across a bad way, but I believe it should be taught in schools. You know, that many are understanding, let people like, you know what happens. It's, it's obviously, groups like ourselves, Ireland's like kicking it on everybody else. There's many of their groups now. I don't think, even if there's one that existed back then, nobody really knew what it was. It was always people just said, How can you be bad? Like, you oh, all this money, you do this, you get it. It doesn't matter what. If you've got money, you've got the best family, you've got everything. Mental health hits you, it's hitting you. There's nothing to stop it. Uh, so we were on 10th of January 2010. My pal was playing five sides. Uh, he had a heart attack playing a football and died on a football pitch. So that basically was the start of my downfall. Honestly, it was very, very good pals of Uh it quite, It's quite weird because of the shot kicks in and you're not that bad, but it was after the funeral it made me worse because up to the funeral I think everybody's always talking everybody's got their issues then after the funeral it's as if it's about a back- normality and, and I just couldn't cope with going back to normal I was just like how can you just go back to normal he's not here obviously at the time so I was just he'd gone he'd gone and about a month later I was like nah I'm, I'm not doing this anymore so I decided I was going to kill myself put 20 wall in the car and the plan was basically just to go to the park tannum, basically the there so back in the house I thought right hey, I just I can't just do this without seeing anybody send up four suicide notes one to my mum, my dad, my sister, my uncle, my uncle was like saying that he, he took us to the games. My dad used to work weekends and that I say it was four, I ended up probably 30 them because when I was writing them out, the amount of tears that was coming out, as if it was in a swimming pool It was uh, horrendous, absolutely horrendous. You just you feel just so alone at that time, you feel you can't talk to anybody, you feel a burden on people you don't want to put them, make, you if, maybe if you tell them they'll get in that position so you don't want to actually tell them to make them bad so they actually <coughs> think they're being like guilty on them so just like that, so basically I my dad, see where he was he works a taxi, so we went out to see him basically, say said two uh, basically just sort of how are you doing all that right. uh, so I my ma where she was, she was there my sisters was so we basically killed two birds with one stone basically <laughs> So then I there, I always remember it. My ma on the right couch, my, my wee granny was there, God bless her. Uh, my, auntie, my sister and the wee man, uh, my wee nephew Aidan, he was about eight one old. I always remember my ma like, oh, well, you picked around time to come here. The wee man's no well, he's no, he's no going to anybody, he's no doing this. That's like that. and I said, all right. So just kissed my mother. My sister basically kissed her, you know, the wee man just jumped out on me, just when you let go. And at that moment, it was genuinely just like life changing, it was like that lightning been bolted in us. See what I was. Oh my God! How's that? We've been here for hours years. And he doesn't go. The wee man never let go. Is. So just at that point, as I can't do this. This is basically just one of the great believer in faith. And the fact he did not do would to be here, it's simple as that. Yeah, so even our he's done different. So the fact that they happened, there would be no fucking walk talk, be no nothing. So the wee man basically saved my life. So a couple of years later, still there. that no, and I realised, fuck my dad's a. <laughs> I've got four suicide notes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's that right man, you need to actually go there. Uh, so actually the suicide notes up. Uh, came clean. Uh, I a member of the family that I needed to help, they were brilliant. So we went to doctors but a month later about a week later, sorry, said I've written the name, the doctor's right now, but they'll get you referred and everything. Uh, he says it might take a wee while, he says, Oh ah, no problem. Four days later the letter came through, I was like, Oh jackpot. Your, your appointments eight month time I'm like I'm, I'm, I can't do that I said so I ended up warmed up to me people they helped us out so at the time I, I was I obviously drinking, drinking heavily obviously with drugs as well just trying to blank everything out just basically get get yourself on different things kind of go obviously it's not the best thing but at the time you're, you're not basically mentally not aware of it uh, so stayed there for drink went out walked went to the gym hammered the gym went out Running and everything was brilliant, so f- I felt that actually exercise and getting out was actually done the world, really good for us. So later on, ended up got myself sorted. So during COVID and that, and then COVID that, uh, I w- I worked during COVID too. Work was work fully open. I worked night shift, so was on June. I was working six night shifts in a row. Just hold my breath, check Twitter and that within the six night shifts in a row, fourteen people there were appeals for them and eight ended up killed herself and I was like, ah, s- <coughs> I'm not one of the COVID deniers. I said, but this is a pandemic in itself as well, and they're just talking about it. So just as ah, uh, right, just put a hang on the huddle board and Twitter said, like, Listen, I'm not an expert. Uh, does anybody actually just want to make up every noon again and said we can just talk about it? I said, I said I'm not an expert, I can only give my own opinion which I felt helped me. Obviously, getting out with the walk and talk, people are talking, getting about fresh air and all this. So, very first one was at Springburn Park. Seven people turned up, which I thought was well, actually not bad to be honest with uh, you. it's just went for there. It's just as Quinny said at the start, it's spiralled up. It, mental, mental. With twenty times a day, the boxing uh, every Saturday, we're starting that up again. We've done that. We used boys, obviously donated all the boxing gloves. Thanks for that. Uh, we meet every week. Obviously different parts, just go a walk, talk. We've had over 280 people attend it in just less than two years. We've got about 80 people who attend regularly, at least once a month. So it's, as I said, it's for just that, obviously just for Twitter and that, it's just spiralled. It's, it's, it's good, but it's bad as well, so it shows you how many people are suffering, mm. but it's good. That, that many people know instead of suffering in silence, I don't actually want to talk about it. So it's actually the best part is, as well, when the people f- turn up for the first time, they're struggling to get the car, they're anxious. But the people know, after even six or seven weeks of it, the people who turn up to begin with, they're actually now going out, oh, How are you doing, one in? So it's actually quite warming to see that they can go through that stage just in a short time to welcome them. And it's, it's most people in a group say, No, a group's a wee family now because everybody looks out for each other. So that's basically that.
1: Class, mate. Cheers for that. Um, actually, just have got a wee introduction to the four guests, so...
2: a good spot seller, and you're telling that story with the wedding. Mm. aren't you? Ah, know. it's
1: pretty... Uh, it's class. Um, maybe start with a few wee questions. Um, that's maybe yourself, Chris, and maybe a bit yourself as well, Andy. Um, I was going to ask you about your MMA career, right. obviously your football career as well. Can I, How do you deal with it? Can wins, <coughs> obviously that like, massive violation and all that, and then you lost one? Right. And it's fucking you're plunged into the depths, you know what I mean? So what wh- how, how do you deal with that kind of stuff, do you know what I mean? So is there anything you could say that could help other people maybe you know what I mean obviously a bit different but Um, especially MMA, like it is a lonely it's a lonely sport man.
2: But obviously uh, the, the old saying is like the highest the highest and the lowest the lowest but there's no better feeling to get your hand raised, but you can do all that work, all the training, your the family's there, you cut all the weight, and then you can go and get beat, maybe the first round, I've been submitted in the first round before, so, and live TV and stuff like that, so it's like, um, it can happen to you, and it's just like, obviously it's gotten, but it's, it's so cliché, uh, it just helps build you, well, help build me, mm-hmm. like everybody's different obviously, but Losses, you learn more about yourself and who you are uh, than <coughs> anyone ever um, so either it's how you come back fair or what you need to work on and just how you react to being in that position so obviously they're, they're tough they're tough at the time and I still think about something today you know what I mean that happened years ago but like I would never ever change a loss ever in my life I would obviously oh I could have done this but if I'd done this at the time then i did do huh? that and what if I stayed in this position etc but no, I just think it helps me build as a person and a, and a human as well. So, so, you use your losses to build aye, up? your... Definitely, hundred um, percent. And I think everybody should experience a loss, like especially in my, my game MMA. Like you don't get too many undefeated fighters because they just cause you a sport. There's always somebody that's better in one area than you, and maybe like Khabib is always a a where example. We're tweeting and you know, about everybody everybody should experience one loss just to just to experience it just to know that you're no invincible and there's always somebody there that can beat you and plus like go back to the drone board let's get better like if somebody out wrestles you like what's working your wrestling and stuff like that so it's a bit different with my sport and like maybe football or something like because it's it's a team game and there's people that can bail you at sometimes mm-hmm. if you have maybe a bad game or whatever but in there it's just you man like, your coaches can shout what they want. if the yeah, side, well, no, but, but sometimes <laughs> I can hear them shouting, and I'm like, I know what I need to do, but I'm not a fucking gassed, man. just blowing out my arse like I know what I need to do. I just can't do it because I'm fucked. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, aye, but, but just as you say, like, yeah, you, you learn from you learn from your failures, and you do fail. Like- do
1: you think that can be? In the, real, the real world as well. I'm not saying everything is in the right. world, but like take it away for the sport. Do you think like that kind of attitude would help? Like helps you in the real like kind of outside your sport if you like. I of
2: course, man. Um, I, I, I find myself more calm. Like the outside world, See when stuff kicks off. You're only sitting on sitting in the train, some cycle, big Glasgow, just starts freaking out. I'm the calmest guy in the train, man. And we're other people. How'd like, <laughs> you keep silent? there's people, they're just like just going next carriage.
4: Do
2: you not mean other People just like. Oh well, I'll read my book on my I'm just like, what's going on, man? Can't do it I did it, I done adorned that obviously and just like people just don't like confrontation where I'm just like I'm a middleman there, I'm mere calm. Now. The older I'm getting I'm just mere calm now. So I I can take it into real life uh, my, my real wife but uh, I just everybody's different. Ah, definitely. Andy will be your side well. for
4: me, sports is a kind of micro cause of my life, innit? You get all these ultimate highs and lows and one week you're a hero, next week you're fucking a piece of shite, you know <laughs> what I mean? But that's and it was listen, when I first I used to take the feeds really bad, but seeing you play good in d United Kimali you used to be quite a lot. So um no, as I say, it was I used to come here on a Saturday night and my wife would know before I got in the door where I've been beat or no, and she would sometimes I would just go and be myself for a week wee or an hour or whatever and, but the older I go the mayor just thought, you know what? I'm not letting that affect my family life or whatever. But that was, I had to program myself a lot of things, you know, because I there to certain things I was good at, certain things I wasn't good at, you know. So it's, it's in, in in any walk of life, it's practice, you know. What I mean, I had to practice how to be more tolerant to people and um, just no my nut all the time, you know. And I, did, I, I wasn't very good at that during my football career. I was fucking good sent off point at of times and and all that, but. People see you just get sent after a, a Saturday and they think, well, he's just an idiot but they don't know what's maybe there's maybe been a lead up to that, you know, you've maybe
1: personal like, life and stuff
4: on know. Personal life, you maybe argued with your missus and the way out the door like that morning, you know, so there's, there's so many variables to it, you know, but that's not give me a good later on when I when I was doing a lot of work on myself, you know, I, I could take a step back, you know, when you're young and you want to win and you know, I want to fight every Saturday and, you know, it was just that was the way I was, you know what I mean? It was, um, but the older I go and the more mature I go and I could take a wee step back and see it for other people's points of view and stuff like that. But that's, that's what stuff I learnt, you know? It wasn't the stuff that I knew, you know? It was, I used to watch other people and see how they done things and I was all, I, I, I'm still out of there. If I see somebody I like and what they're doing, I kind of... I steal wee bits you know what I mean? I've never had a fucking original thought and original anything in my life, you know what I mean? Anything I dare say, I've, I've heard it, I've seen it somewhere or whatever, you know, so. It's not a bad thing, but. No, listen, I, I, I try and take good bits out of people, you know. I listen, I see plenty of arseholes and think I would never act like that, you know what I mean? So you can take good and bad for, for anybody, you know, and that's. Listen, football lends you. It learns you how to win, it learns you how to lose as well, you know, and sometimes, as you say, losing me a wee bit of dignity as well, you know, because there was times where I was fucking out of order when I mean, we beat you know Just I just couldn't handle it you know it was like a wee win you know maybe a big game or, or whatever and um, I just listen I didn't like getting beat but I can show my football player that doesn't you know I mean it, it, well, nobody likes getting beat in it, you know but listen it's a part of life you know and you you learn you probably learn more on defeating than uh, you do in a lot of victories you know what I mean
0: and did you find
3: that sort of as well? Just talking about kind of, he's the most nose. Right? I think for me, mate, it was, you know, I never played at Andy's level for the, the, the way he did, but when I was a kid, mate, it was the, when you got that contract and it was like, not that I thought I'd arrived or that I was ready, but similarly, Andy, I moved to about 15 to Edinburgh, mate. I'm the oldest of seven, I came from a massive family and, it take, it take me away and it was it was getting that contract and then you're playing football every day and you I mean I chucked school but pretty much the January of fourth year I knew I was away. Um so you, you just focused on everything and your aff- <laughs> <laughs> you are full math 4th year that was second You were better than me, but fucking hell, you're much better than me. Um but I it was that, mate, it was like your whole life had led up to this. Everything I went into, you know, I was in youth academies for eight, nine-year-old, and it, it just all came to that. And then see, eventually, when I was 20, when I eventually reunited, said to me, look, there's no working out or whatever. See, so he tried to recover for that. It took me to, you know, I'm still in hospital. I said earlier, I was in hospital the tail end of last year. I was still talking about my football career then. I'm 30 now, so I'm talking about things happening happened 10 years ago, like Andy's same with different types of trauma, about how much it still impacted me, and I just never never have I recovered for that sort of rejection, almost. Um, I
4: think that's a big thing. hangar in football as well you get. I've seen it, boys in tears after, like 18 have done after mm. five-year-old, and then so to, you get know, taught, to get told, to get told, you're it's not good enough, and it doesn't mean you're no good enough, because I've seen plenty of boys going other places, but see that just... No, it's not working for you here. Somebody say they will it's
0: stay. Yeah, I mean, you said yourself in about folk telling you, prepare for when you're yep.
4: 35 or prepare. Yeah. No, and you're just you don't. You, listen, you're twenty one. you know. I remember playing this cup final at 20 and Maurice Malpass, you know, we take everything in because you don't know when you're back in these I'm thinking, fuck no off, I'll be <laughs> playing these every year. I never played another one, you know what I mean? But when you're 20-year-old, you think that, that's the way you think, you know. So if I was still thinking the way... I, th- I thought at 20 now, then and I'd be fucking buying trouble, you know what I mean? But people mature and you get a back my life experience and, and you realise what works for you and what, and what doesn't as well, you know? And, and and sometimes that can be a fucking long hard path as well, you know what I mean? But sorry, yeah, on sorry.
3: That's all right, mate. It's all right. But it was that, it was, for me it was that. It was well, like everyone else, I didn't know why i lose games no matter what level I played, played junior football fucking played amateur football the last couple of months and I still don't want to lose. But for me it was more about try to, trying to cope with everything you felt like you know I walked away for three months into a three year contract and uh, I remember going into the club that day and just saying them, I can't do this anymore and I just said I was homesick but it became for a place where I was struggling we were talking 15 years ago so you we weren't talking about anxiety like Pingu said earlier we were only talking about this back then but that's what it was I was struggling with real social anxiety so I was struggling to go out the door to get training it's so rather but I didn't know how to tell the coaches that I didn't know how to go to somebody and say by the way this is how I'm feeling I just thought something's right with me I would, you, would you think if you'd
1: have, said, have you
3: said that to him I don't know if they I think they would have probably attributed to homesickness as well and I think that's Back fine I in days you weren't qualified right? I'm going to yeah. be honest you know I found
4: out when I, f- I, mean, I first broke into first team when I was 17 and I remember going out in Dundee one night and people recognise you and that was a big fucking thing yeah. you know I'm just I am just a wee guy for Castle mm-hmm. and there's people coming up and talking to you you don't know who they are oh, so, I, so like nobody trains you for that kind of stuff either like you move that now as well you just go for being a wee I played in under 16 World Cup in 1989 and that was my first kind of brush with I sound a like an asshole here but like, <laughs> well, being, like, people knowing you people recognising you in the street you know what I mean and angel sharing that well, well maybe <laughs> maybe you don't get maybe shows you how to, how to deal with that you know what I mean <laughs> I remember my wife came up with Dundee and we were walking through the town centre and every single person stopped me and talked to you and asked for an autograph and she was she still does it today she's like how's that and I'm like I don't know <laughs> she's like did oh, people like, just come up with you and I'm like ah she's like yes. but I, I'd only had about six months of, of getting used to that you know what I mean and that was something that nobody ever taught you about either like people go recognise you you know I used to get steaming and drunk and thought I was invisible you know what I mean and that's where I started drinking there as a result of that because I wasn't comfortable with it I, I'm going to be honest I wasn't used to it and whatever but you never really get used to it you know because I can be anywhere i have out of the world and people fucking recognise you you know it was, um, and it's it's weird you know what I mean but it's, it's part of it's part of being a football player I suppose that nobody nobody mentions some some people like it you know I just I didn't like it because I was always up to no good so I didn't
2: like <laughs> it but
4: well, I was always up to you know I like when your goals
1: pop up to it I So I suppose well let's go three they just kept in the beginning <laughs> <and laughs> <and laughs> <my laughs> so, uh, so uh, uh, taking it to obviously taking it away for the kind of sporting people if you like but Pingu talking about kind of highs and lows Obviously, you follow CERIC, yeah, so plenty of fucking highs and plenty of lows, on all will on them. But do you want me to maybe talk a wee bit about that? Can I, that side of highs and lows, if you like? What do you mean, what? Just obviously, like the highs, obviously, they're talking about the highs of their career, do you know what I mean? So, kind of taking that a wee bit back to I maybe relating it to people that are listening, do you know what I mean? Highs and lows are following. Like, what, what obviously, they put you up there and then they can put you down there. And all how do you
5: deal with? Well, a lot of You know, yourself. Said after a win, you're, you're on top of it all. Even after yesterday's result, it's brilliant. But see, after the first five minutes, <laughs> 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 you, you were as low as ever. Uh, so that football <coughs> really, really does impact your health because even last season I was one of the worst seasons we've had. Half the people end up in their group just like that result, and the obviously Lennon's comments on doing this. You could see a massive decline as the weeks went on, and people. You're just tra- even I was obviously. everybody every select family and suffering, because you're on the group, you're trying to see them to be all right, but you've been two-faced because you're. Being two cause you're like, ah. <laughs> I'm not alright <laughs> with that, but you see, it's like every sport. You see, no. even like, but saying it's like, One guard said, su- su- suffered a loss, but last season I made this season even more sweeter, I oh, think, well, thanks. Yeah, I know you can never get used to success, but everybody was. Then you just you lost, you lost, and you just seen no, nah, no. Nah, nah, we need to date this season. Even the start of the season, you've seen everybody slaughter slaughter slaughtering slaughter and that does make it more sweeter. Aye. I says because you get more up for it. Cause he even the support at yeah, the very first when Ange was pointed, they didn't really want to. They did tell them, no. but then because of the slagging they took, the full support's like no, nah, no, nah, he's Aye. one of us now. Aye. We're gonna uh, get everybody. Even if the the third defeat Livingston, you had played for six games you lost to three and you slaughtered them. But every, uh, it the club before no, no, me. Everybody's like, no, nah, he, he's now. So it went on and on. You can actually see the atmosphere in the, uh, the club building. Even though in away games, the atmosphere is as good as it's ever been. Because no. you see people, even though the results getting better and better and better. And the culmination item was a 3-0 game at Park no. that was That was wild. No. So <laughs> what it basically was. No just think because s- your you're last season was so low you're appreciate it, pre- it far more better now so if you keep on running it you're like alright travels are brilliant but even you've seen yourself even go to Hamden people are leaving before the trophies getting lifted because yeah. you're, you're getting that used to it nah, it's
1: too even
5: when I grew up in the 90s you never seen a trophy that first Scottish Cup with Van Hoidong I did not even to leave the stadium <laughs> for years you ever like, ah, I might just go to the pub as <laughs> soon as you lift the cup uh, so as, as I'm going to say said you need to experience that if you but we realise the low, you appreciate the highs
0: better. Uh, can can I, I just come in just to see Andy. that like, obviously, like say like for everybody that's listening, in know. Say like, playing that bigger part in your mental health, you mm-hmm. know, just results-wise and all that. But the use thing, and Andy touched on it. You spilled spill when you were opening up. But how big drink, bevy, and drugs, just in social circles, but how huge it is you'll know your cellmates supporters, buses oh, basically so you've got that Selic playing with your fucking emotions every and Saturday Sunday, stuff. and then you're going to a fucking boozer later on at night and you're rattling all the gear and then people know being aware of that yeah. until you know you maybe reach a point where you have a fucking breakdown or god forbid anything, anything Oh, it's massive awesome. it. as you say it's, every, it's the amount
5: of people taking it it's, it's, it's a pandemic it's held or not isn't it really it's just abnormalising yeah. um, as you said if it is after a defeat and that you go home and then you wake up the next day people they, sometimes they mistake that for mental health and all that as a come then. Right. but it does lead to serious serious mental health problems if you're rattling it constantly constantly, constantly. <coughs> you say, even with a bad defeat as well if you're on a European Amey day people have been on it for three days <laughs> you've been gummed after $5 something like that it's got eventually just won't pick up. Catch
0: up, with you.
5: you know. You're selling even with that. You're, you're coming home. It's not just gone home. You're via four different countries. Yeah, it's I take you twenty hours to get <laughs> home. <laughs> and you're rough as that. So it's yeah, you balance. <laughs> You're just like more than us planes emergency.
0: Door, you're <laughs> <man>. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure on, especially young boys. I you know coming right. through and folk can deal with. And you know, I'm not going to preach to MD, but. There's obviously a lot of pressure in society, but following this fuck by falling, taking on buses, and groups of boys, boys in our curve, you know, young boys coming through, and you just see this as a norm, you know. I need to go out and do it, sort of everybody else then. But as you say, that's what I was trying to touch on, and it picks away you. You don't realise it's picking away you. No, listen, see, or see the start. It, it was my solution.
4: Mm-hmm. It was cause see, for all the shit was going on in my head, i had a bag of gear now. Few drinks and all that stuff went away. Yep. But see the next morning, that stuff was worse because 'cause I'd fucking done the rent money the night before and I'd done, the, you know, so I'd spent money that I shouldn't have spent. You know, so you just end up in a you like know a, a squirrel cage. That's you know where you're getting run. You know you're fucking doing nasty, feel better, and then it, it stops making you feel better. I go to the stage where I was sitting in a house myself with massive amounts of cocaine, and in case of a myself. I didn't want people run about me. I just wanted a loving. I wanted. The shite that was going on in my head to stop, and that was that was the way I self-medicated for years. And see, for a, see for a couple of years it worked. I'm not going to lie, I because I could go out and I could forget about all the shit that was going on in my head. But before long, that didn't work. And that's when you're really in trouble, you know. If you're taking something that's fucking no, having the same effect that I had before. But that's when it tumbled into addiction for me. You know, I needed it. You know anything good in my life I fucking went and drank anything bad I went and drank anything in between you know that was that was the way my life was you know and because I couldn't I couldn't deal with life in life life's terms you know life with fucking ups and downs and any time it was fucking I used to have times where everything was gone brilliant football has gone brilliant fucking me and my wife are getting on great me and way, everything's brilliant but seeing the back of my head I'm thinking When's the bad shit coming? Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's you know, Jake, listen, if you uh, said to
5: Dundee United, it would have helped you right back then they'd be really known because they really not, never know they'd it never knew about
4: it. Listen, no, I d I don't there wasn't that support network in there. Listen, we'd have would go to Shame or you need to fucking man up. That's what you'd have got and it, it just, listen, I'm not having to hold people, that's just the way it was back then. I thought dressing room listen, I thought the dressing room back then wasn't a the place to open up the because yeah. Whatever, whatever anybody showed any sign of weakness, you were on it. Listen up, I'm guilty of that as well. I'm not going to sit here yeah. and make it. I was a fucking, I was a horrible cunt in the room as well. I, you know, I'd be. I thought I was being a funny and whatever, it's but it's an unforgiving
3: I, place. But I look
4: back it's now and I think fucking it was some of the things I said to boys, or, or, you know, and but it was me. A lot of the time it was me trying to deflect away from me. No. You know, it was like if I fucking start slagging him, then no, he okay. takes I mean, the dirty away from me. You know what I mean? So it was. It was about self-preservation as well, but that was for me. That was a that was a hard part, you know, like admitting I was a fucking problem. I think,
2: you see, know. after obviously was missing fit Buffalo so long there for two years. I think people needed that as well, though. Yeah, like actually. you need to see the boys. You need obviously whatever happens in the sports bus, but you still need to talk to people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. you need to go and watch your team. You need to sing the songs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like could, that it's was the the social side, of Chris. That's the social
4: side. Of it, as you say, it's like it. It's just so many positive parts to it, you know what I mean? Going and meet your pals, you, the, the, full, the full day, you know what I mean? Mm.
1: Um, obviously last year with we, we, we the Covid stuff and knowing yeah. at the games, yeah. and then all the shit that happened with, with us. Aye. The first game back here, man, yeah, it I'm was like, you see the first game back in the club, it was... Unforgettable, yeah. no, I mean, it was tremendous. That's that your thing. support network, but
3: will really, you whether people realise it or not, yeah. and you might not talk to your pals about it in series or what's going on all, all the time, but that's a, that's a part of your support network, you know, it's a massive part of your it.
5: You see the first time back in, I'm up the back of the section, people, you know, seeing a ho- year and, <laughs> and a half, you know, not you don't know, you only, you only see them every Saturday, yeah, but that you're just not like you used to seeing them. To oh I that free nothing game, we would just beat them at
2: home, like, I, I was like, Lin guys facing <laughs> <laughs> s- strangers, I don't know, I've never met my <laughs> life, just cuddling, kissing them. I got Covid <laughs> I end up getting Covid <laughs> well, just, it, just that's the way it means to you That's the emotion That runs through know. you You're just
1: turning around Like you I can't get That's the point I It's the best feeling it. ever The highs are The highs yeah. are high But the old, that's what I can't of I'd yeah. say like, it's, You definitely get both Both sides of the spectrum
4: You oh, no know what I mean. mean it's, it's, it's that's life, it's how you are like, like, That's it's it's how you you my life in causing my life Because life's like that It's no It's like ups and downs You know You get people dying You get people getting sick You get burst You get That's how you love it You get all that You know I mean that's but
1: the point I was making either on talking about like
4: sport and then talking about the to it it's like you can you can revert things back to life do you yeah,
1: know what I mean like everything that
2: harms in your life like, it's never so
4: important at uh, an event you'd you probably link it
2: with a football game don't you if <laughs> I was at <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the <laughs> we won that day or the <laughs> other I scored that day you know it's one like thing, like thing a day turning in defeat is chocolate man <laughs> <laughs> sometimes <laughs> when I win I, I go and line a bed myself and just, just take it on just all night just myself but right. Well, see, I just turning to chocolate you and junk food, man.
1: Ah, it's in
2: your cheesecakes, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's terrible, man. <laughs> <up>
1: I'm <with> <laughs> <laughs> but, um,
2: but I'm like,
0: others maybe be to drink and drugs. Oh, yeah, I mean, that. just had a depression where I'm just like, give me a chocolate. chocolate, man. <laughs> just sit you there used, and bust. See, just maybe one for the he's just a wee quick one. to come in. I know Liam's got uh, some stuff hanging down there, but what a fun... Obviously, the forty saying we're his of schemes, you know, we're a different schemes are all, and I, I try to relate it back to everybody that's sort of mm. listening in you know it's all going to be scheme boys that are listening in but do you see there being a change and Chris you'd mentioned there about using your platform and all that mm. for the likes of the ambassador to Chris's mm. house and stuff but do you think there's been a change in the like say our boys and stuff in nowadays and you've noticed we'd, you'd say there maybe 20 years ago and stuff there no being support networks and yeah. all being different things like that, but us using shit like this, getting everybody around tables, Andy, walk and talk. Uh, That's when it happened 20 years ago.
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah. When it
0: happened,
4: it was just, it was just, it just, it, was, it was just, No, the numbers are still really high though. Like, yeah. Ah, I'm I'm hearing listen, there's still, there's still massive amounts still to be done, but we're on the right path, but like 20 years ago, you wouldn't have had groups like this, because they get Listen to you, to be no. honest, 25 years, you'd yeah. get laughter no. I mean, Listen, there's probably still people laughing today, but listen,
5: who gives a fuck? No. No, I, I think care. social media has played a good part there, Ronald. It can talk. toxic at that times. In like Instagram, we don't do that. People yeah. actually, I can help. People, people say, you oh, know, the celebrities post a new It's and to get that, and they get their selling debt at. But that's, uh, we, I don't know, we haven't no know, known Earns Group if it was there for Twitter. Yeah. You wouldn't really know mine if it was different, Loads of people. That's mm. the only reason we do it, Huddleboard and Twitter. If that yeah. wasn't there when they get the numbers it's mere and more people are reaching out because actually, of they they see it the they, 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 they see it they see it and they see that like people are going you're like oh if they're going I actually can give you a chance say, it looks alright Just it's, it's becoming more normal to say right I've got a problem yeah. and that's the good thing about it people can open up now we, if it, if it people we, saying
2: even at a young
4: age as well yeah. like, they're getting younger listen there's kids
5: at 8 I know there's just, right, just right, even right, once right, a week just let you know about right, it just even right is a class that teaches you about it if you need support right these are the Leaflets, right? This is what they do.
4: just once a week. A wee class, but it especially time. in schemes because the way it is in fucking poverty is going to go through I the roof. Let's be honest. Don't the don't next don't year, the, the next couple of years is going to be really, really difficult for, for, for young people, you know, because they're the ones that's going to suffer. You know, the fucking price of everything's going go through the roof. You know, there's people that are on the bread line now, and this has got to tip it over. So, yeah. I think going forward, the next two three year it's going to we going to see numbers fucking skyrocket you know what I mean so there needs to be
2: I'd done a high school once and like I felt like I was just talking to
3: <laughs> a lot like the school wins you know what I
2: mean they don't want to listen to me just spout shit well, it was a deal, so but I they did but
3: they did they did they did like I do the schools and they generally connect with you because they see somebody who was them 15 years ago so I think it's like I was just saying, listen, just check in your pals. Mm-hmm.
5: What's up and just keep talking to everybody. I That's why I was just trying to get across. I think that you said checking your pals. I yeah. But you said you need to check him with him. Don't say to him, oh, give a phone if you're up. You, you aye, aye. make the effort to phone him or go down yeah, to the right, house. If you, you right. just text somebody, or you say, just give a bell if you feel rotten, they'll no there. Aye, you, aye. You, if you feel your pals done, go down to issues. Phone him. You make the first contact. And that's more important than anything else.
4: I used to feel <laughs> oppressed with that as well. Because <coughs> you used to think, I've got to say the right thing. Yeah, I know you going just going. say others yeah. comes out. You know, like, I used to think, I've got to be a wee something brown that's going to change their life I'm not going to change their life they're going to change their life but I might give them a wee something that that one just one something that that they can hang on to you know people think well you can go and talk to that one and listen I've never changed anybody's life you know I've, I've, I've went and spoke to people and I've They've, they've done, you know, because what works for me might not work for somebody else. You know, I don't like saying to somebody, well, if you do that, you'll all right, because
5: I don't know oh. if they're going to if be all right. If a person doesn't want to get help, they're not going to get better. Well, Some you, we, uh, the group, different groups can give them a platform, yeah. but if they don't want to get better, they're that's not going, going, going to get better. If they, they open up first, sorry. No, uh, if they open up and they get come to you, that means they want to get yeah, better. Yeah. People can say, ah, I'll go, I'll go, i go, and you tell them they're not really that's wanting it. they're happy with the situation, yeah. but if people want to get better, they that they them the platform to get better, and
4: they go and they. You see them getting better. That's good, the thing, Andy. People've got him. They've got you want help. You know, it's, it's
5: difficult to ask for it. You know, you know yourself. Very, very difficult, but yeah, once no. you do, it will all change your
4: life. I
1: yeah. think the good thing, I'm sorry. I think the good thing about it now is, is that people know that they help's sell now. I think mm-hmm. you made, you've made the point earlier on about even your seller yeah. you on said like 15 years ago wasn't the other, but yeah. people now know, like. I remember years ago hearing about the Samaritans, like, what the fuck's the Samaritans? Like, what are they? Whereas now we are telling people... It's getting
4: better. I had a mental health... I through, I had a mental health nurse, uh, I picked him up at a hospital this morning, he was saying that their beds are constantly full. there's no space for anybody, you know, so the state still needs to provide fucking good services, services, you know, listen... Guys, you know, we're all doing good jobs, but see, at the end of the day, the state should be providing can safe beds and 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 things like that. There's no, there's still nowhere near enough for that. You know. What Sometimes
5: I mean? people just want to talk to somebody. Some of us we got people in our group who've came is yeah. said they went to counselling started pulling out their soul. Yeah. And it's like, oh hold on a minute, but put on a timer. This so now you can start yeah. talking and people just
4: said sooner they've done that I just got up. it's like it. anything but Andy there's good ones and there's bad ones you know <coughs> oh, I, I, I just went to a team there's a one shared the ones that sat and took notes and I'm like fucking you know, boring you know and left feeling worse you know and then I fund somebody so it's, sometimes it's about you're not going to get the answers right away either yeah, you know. Right. I mean it's, 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 sometimes you've got to look
3: it, for me anyway in my experience it's, it's a process of getting to know yourself first because you know like again you're blocking everything out, whether it be drink, drugs, whatever, which I've done both as well, because you're you you do not want to know what's going on in your head. So block, block, block. So you need to take that time to actually get to know yourself. And if you if you do that going to a group or speaking to your missus or speaking to anybody or as a counsellor for some people but from my experience it was like taking time to actually understand like who am I and what does it actually help me like is it football that helps me or is that, is that bad for me and that's the hardest part looking inward, instead of just you said earlier on about dressing rooms projecting away I don't need to look at me I'll make fun of everybody else that's a wee bit of it and I'd, I've had to take the time to get to know myself and I'm still on that journey I still go with my counsellor once a week and I'm still and you know I've won groups but I, I do a lot of talking at groups for myself as well and I think it's t- it's taking that time to look inward, and that's the hardest part of it, because you don't want to. It's yeah, so a,
4: difficult. See, for me, that was a, that was a big hang on, honestly. And, and she knew. I love, I love time myself. I love being in the house. and... because 'cause you're old, man. I, I, <laughs> no, listen, I think that's what I love. See, But But <laughs> see, years Get ago, years ago I could, team, I couldn't <laughs> sit my head. Like, see, when I was in my twenties, if she was going out with the way, I, I, I need to go somewhere. I yeah. couldn't yeah. sit. She knew. Peace. She she's going out oh, brilliant, man. I'm not sure. I've got I've got the controls <laughs> to <laughs> what she thought. I, mean. I could sit and, I, sit and I, I I love golf, you know, so for me that's that's what a uh, that's a massive change for me. Being able to set main head with my main thoughts and um, and actually enjoy my own company, what you're speaking yeah. about, Aaron, but but listen, it took me years to get to that, you know what I mean? It's people thought like well, as soon as I came into rehab that's uh everything was but I had all that I hadn't dealt with, and alcohol and drugs were, were helping me <laughs> cope with. And now that's been took away. So that's been a real
3: yeah, fun fine, start yeah. for me, yeah.
4: you know, because I'm thinking, Fuck, I don't know, I'll need to actually... Huh? And I go to the stage where I was driving a line, listen, I'll never forget it, I was driving a line just where Livingston is in the, the, t- the Teletubbie house, and fucking went under an Arctic. And that was what brought me to it, because I took my way along line there and seen and I was kidding him on that was where the Teletubbies stayed. Mm-hmm. and I got to there and I thought and I just pulled in and that's when I thought right I need to address you know I'd stopped drinking I'd been after drinking drinking drugs for but my head was still out of place you know because I still had trauma from my childhood and all the stuff that I'd been through and that I hadn't I hadn't dealt with you know I had I just pushed it down and pushed it down and used drinking drugs to push it down and knew that I wasn't using that it was beginning to come out again you know and that's when I thought I might have gone to i'm
2: going to take my life here or i need to go and, 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 and get honest and that's that's right I, I, I basically use my training for that as well yeah in fact my training is kind of like my medication yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't really talk to anybody yeah. but i go to training and that's what helps me because yeah. if i miss training yeah. for one day maybe two days i go into this wee i have to call it a depression it's no. like a mini depression yeah, where i'll lie in bed all day and i'm just watching you tell i'll be a slob if I miss one day I'll miss two days I'll miss three I can go weeks and then it's just like what am I
1: doing, right, why am I doing so
2: things? I need to actually stay busy I need to be yeah. I'm out of training I'm going to football I'm going to play football <coughs> maybe do a wee bit acting or pro wrestling or something i just my weeks need to be jam packed <coughs> <Yeah>, i <I'm> will <laughs> self-wanted this wee mini depression so that is, is, your, is kind of my medication that's my
4: kinda training my, my I kind of like that sometimes though. You, you, you're, yeah. you kinda, you're used to feeling like shit you yeah. know and
3: my missus used but to say that to me all the time she's like I think you like it I I like no, like
4: no, no, like, but it's it's comfortable for you mm-hmm. you know it's like what well, I spoke about when things, normal, are, when things were going well for me I was uncomfortable, uncomfortable with that I mean, you know I was uncomfortable with people seeing you're doing well and it, I couldn't handle that see, I can handle it but like the, that's a scheme thing aye
3: aye because I think it's a Western we're, Scotland
4: thing you're never up to, to put fucking, in. I mean, we're taught in school you know what you mean? Not, I mean you never I remember telling Teachers I was like a foot up and all you know. You need to stick in. You know, sure should they were, they were poo-pooing right, ah, freaking, you right. You know that I'm, oh, is that right? No, <laughs> no, no. Listen, I know listen I did I get yeah. invited back a few years later, man. I don't know how, man,
5: but
4: I was never there when I was when I was renting, but I uh, I was no, listen, I was in doggers kills for first year man. <laughs> School was never school was never my I'm gonna be honest, you know, because I'd it was like you earn you know, if you're five or six, I'm gonna be foot up listen, everybody in, Scotland probably thought that same way, you know, but uh, I was one of the one of the lucky ones that had had enough talent and and by the way had to make sacrifices as well, you know, like moving that,
1: all that stuff at well, your
4: age. Moving away at sixteen, like before that but I'd be training me
1: snake.
4: <coughs> you know. Really? I was at an age where I to go and get carry out some boys fucking getting into woman and all that, you know. And Friday we used to train at Helenville. Uh yeah. used to train there a couple of nights a week. I used to my mean Granny stayed right across the road for you, they stayed in London Road and Budden Street. So I'd i come out there, um and stay there night sometimes, um and then go play fat one in the morning. So it was having that routine as well. That, that helped me, you know, I think that's a that's an important thing for people that that are struggling. Have a routine have something to get up for have something to you know diary diary the yeah. end's
3: massive I think yeah. I think yeah. getting out and doing a bit of time the Dean Windass yeah. one, yeah. one's good though he said get right up now. and make yeah. your bed before you do it because the the then you need to yeah. get out of yeah. your bed yeah. and that's the start yeah. and it's if you then go lie back and tap you that's fine but as long as you get up for a minute because sometimes mate I've spent six weeks on my couch yeah. before and no moved and genuinely no moved and I used to there was a point in my life I lived after Walker's multiband because I just sitting there my missus would convey him 12 hours at work and she's like you've no moved and I just went. it was just like I couldn't I wasn't even thinking about things it was just blankness I remember having 12 like that just I remember sitting looking at a wall for
4: about 5 hours and didn't realise two my messages came in Mm -hmm. and just sat there and just listen I was no well at the time you know but she's like what have you done all day and I'm like I've done fuck all I've sat and looked at that wall I I, I didn't realise it at the time I was just sitting there and I was just I I was just in your own wee world and just she would went out to work and come back in, and I'd sat in the same place and looked at a law for, for five, six years, you know. And, um, and that's times you've got to, I had to, I had to learn a lot from her. You what d- I'm you spoke about You said there about the wee diaries, if you plan your week ahead, mm. say, that I'm doing this, I'm going a
5: wee walk, you need to do this. You yeah. so you are looking alright, I need to do this, I need to yeah. do that, because if you just get a blank, you're like, know, come
4: just stay in the day and no, it. I, d- I take on too much stuff sometimes, <laughs> but I'd rather <laughs> do that than know enough. Yeah. You know, it's, I'll see I hi and I'm, I might be somewhere else at that same time, but <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll work it out. You know what I mean? And, and then that can give you problems as well because you start worrying. I need to like somebody doing, and you know. And so I've learned how to say no as well. That, that can be important as well, you know, because if people please all the time, don't we want we? I don't like to say no to him. I don't like you know. So you just and I was getting to stage where I was saying I everything, and then my wife, it was my wife that said to me, I've done too much." and I'm like Pff. so it's trying to find that happy medium but isn't it? It? that bit in between that, that works for you you know I
1: definitely i um this chat that troops um, so for the rest of the week we've got, we're going to have a t-shirt on, on sale um, which the, the profits are going to be split between yeah. four yeah. charities eh, these guys choices oh, so um, maybe just speak like a wee bit about them but if you just don't mind guys uh, I know we have spoke a wee bit about them but Chris obviously you're the patron for, for Chris's mm-hmm. house can you speak I know we have spoke a, bit, a wee bit about it but can you can I tell us a wee bit more about it what do you do when you go there stuff yeah. like that do you know what I mean well I used to go ages ago uh, when there was
2: a men's group, just just to sit in, in it. Um, I'm sure Andy was there a few times. You started it, uh, <laughs> you know. uh, But literally just to sit in and kind of support people yep. that I didn't know, like strangers off the street. Man, but that was that was an eye opener. Something that that was that was a tough gig. Um, just having to hear people pull their heart out and. Sad man, it was sad to see. But just I mean, idea, but I, I just had to park guys in the black and just tell them it was all right and they're working on. Maybe they're just don't want to get any details. but right. you know what I mean. Um, so it started with that, but I go in every week and see and have a wee cup of tea and a wee chit chat with him. I help when I can, but mm. if you need me in and stuff like that. But the men's group when when Andy did start it, it was it was busy. You Not know I mean the guys were guys were really taking to it and it was helping a lot of people. Well, I could see anyway mm-hmm. um, where it was helping them inside "Only they can tell you but yeah, I opened my eyes up to just what the day the charity does and they've got like three floors now they've yeah. they actually bought the premises and it's a great big building um, and they've got different rooms like Reiki and different councillors and stuff for that 24 hours people can come in um, all different volunteers and people working uh, through the clock and on the telephone obviously so Unbelievable stuff they're doing. Like hats off to them. And um, but I don't know if they're still doing it. Are they still doing the men's group, I think it's somebody, somebody I it? With, I, th- I think it's been uh, hard to just to with
4: COVID
2: out. and. Because they were doing we, walks and stuff. Like you
4: fast, uh, cause we used to we used to do that on a Sunday morning. We used to meet on a Sunday morning. Um, we used to meet at ten o'clock in Walkden, uh, uh, mm-hmm. and that was that was good as well. It was. Um, it's a fair walk around mm-hmm. South Clyde Park on Sunday morning as well. But no, it was good. It was, right. it was just, it was just something I thought, mate, right, Sunday morning, you know, it gets people out of bed. It gets maybe ones that have been, because <clears throat> we boys that were trying to stay off it as well, something. <clears throat> Sunday morning's perfect. If you've maybe struggled through the Saturday night, Sunday morning's good. Get them up, get them out of walking. Uh, it gets them through the Saturday night, you know, it gives them something to focus on. Uh, you know, because boys are I don't like because they go to the stage, they'll know why they like to do if they say they're coming to the walk and all that you know what I mean they weren't they they weren't they like me doing but on it, it, it gives ge- them a wee thing <coughs> a wee, that wee kind of push you know Um and like like Chris says it was that's what it was about it was about everybody it was new leaders you know but it was good in Chris's house because we'd trained councillors and that so see mm-hmm. somebody did open up and they were it was stuff that we, we couldn't handle, it was, get, in, get, 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 go in with them, yeah. you know, um, and that, that was what was, that was good at it, but as just Chris says, man, it came, you're getting 20, 30 boys in there some nights, you know, yeah. and,
2: um, and they right. were honest or not. like, they would come in to you if they fell off the wagon, like, yeah. they would come in to you, Best yeah. Yeah. I, and I'm just like, I can only point people in the right direction, yeah. the answer, I'm not fucking yeah. yeah. counsellor, not me, but I've got ears. Aye. and I'm honest. So, i think the point you made. That if if you can help one person,
1: I think, that, I think that's a massive Coach thing, man. Yeah. And Chris House, they 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 help people, man. Aye. definitely. Uh, Aaron, do you want to speak of a bit? Of Aye, a, a touch of you a bit more on kind
3: of, some of the summer stuff. Aye, so obviously I said a couple of suicide attempts, a couple of hospital days So quickly tell you a story about why st- where it came from. Cause I think it's quite a good story actually. Probably being biased, but uh, April 26th, April 2019. I would attempted suicide, thankfully obviously survived and then I went to Leverndale, south side of Glasgow, took me into Leverndale and got sectioned for the first time, so I ended up having to spend four weeks in hospital. Now for the first couple of hours, I can't remember, I can't remember a lot of it to be honest, really hazy, especially the first week, but apparently I'd said on the Sunday, like I went in on the Saturday and the Sunday I was like threatening to run away, so the, there's a, a ward where they lock in pretty much. Um, so they took me around the locked world because they were scared that I would get away um, so I spent the first two weeks of my hospital staying. as I said I've played football my life I've liked running and stuff in the past um, mm. but they locked me up pretty much so I didn't go outside and I don't smoke the only time you could get out is if you are out for a fag break after a meal and I didn't smoke so I would never Start go outside <laughs> <laughs> so I would never go outside so after about 12-13 days the kind of doctor comes and says to me look I think I'm making a wee bit of progress and we sort of understand if we keep you in here it's going to probably halt your progress mm. so we're going to let you outside for a bit you know, my wee boy was free at the time um, excuse me if I get emotional here but wee boy was free at the time so they phoned my wife and said look if we let Aaron outside tomorrow for an hour But you bring the, wee, bring, bring the wee boy down um, and just go have a run about just make sure you stay in the hospital grounds and bring him back so, my three year old wee boy, obviously I'm here on a second hand for my missus, but Siobhan says to me, you know, she says to Rudy, look, we're going to go see your dad tomorrow. Um, he's allowed outside to play. And most three year olds would be like, oh, I want to go play tiger with my dad, I want to play hide and seek, or I want to take my Pokemon down and see see my dad. But um, my wee boy said to my missus, we better go buy a football then, so we can go play football with my dad. And, uh, and it was at that moment when they brought that down, and there's a picture that was on the paper, you know, and it's been all over social media since I spoke about this. but it's a picture of me and him chasing this wee size 2 and ball about um, in the middle of the hospital grounds and I just remember you know, like I said earlier I'd been angry at football for a long time kind of felt like I deserved better for football almost you know what I mean and went back to my room that night and I just remember lying there saying football was probably saved my life and I've not even realised I've been in, I've been in there thinking sh- I'm better than that player this player I should have played at this level whatever when really you know, having that social aspect of training a couple of nights a week playing every Saturday being there with your mates I so I sat eventually I got through that hospital period came out the other side and a couple of months after being out kind of said to my wife at the time I want to do something like I want to do something somewhere that I can go because I'm still playing but you know you're playing no matter what level you need to be performing at a decent you know you're there to win I wanted to do something where there was no pressure on that There was people could just come and enjoy it and get a freedom for it and I could go and get that so selfishly mate I just created a twitter one night we sat came up with a name booked a five a side pitch booked a room for afterwards and just started saying to people, come out and play football. We started calling it football therapy, which caught on. Um, and before we knew it, we'd, I mean, we used to run at Glasgow Green, we fifty, 50, 60 people coming up. And I ended up, I had four pitches at Glasgow Green, it cost me, it cost us a fortune. Okay. Uh, and then, we decided, we, so initially actually just started as, we just got the one group, somewhere I can go. And then we've seen the power of it, we seen it was working, we thought, fuck it, we'll just, we'll try this, we'll see how it goes. And, in the summer last year, before I ended up on well again, we were running 14 groups and we were in five, Mullerwell, Falkirk, fucking Broxburn. I was all over the country, man, just driving everywhere, doing these groups and it was brilliant. But similar to what Andy said, when we were to kiss House, I found it so tough, man, because you forget, you know, I've got a lot of my own stuff still going on. I'm starting I'm taking all. I was working with 300 people a week and I'm sitting and facilitating all these groups and I'm, I can't sleep at night. And sadly, it took me bad, bad not the groups, Specifically, but it took me back down a path where I started struggling again and I, I, for, for, I'm sitting there telling people go talk, go talk and I'm not doing it so I ended up back in the hospital again but the time to tackle started from my wee boy bringing me a football when I was in, in a psychiatric hospital and I, I just think that's quite a funny anecdote because you think of people in the centre section that you think you're getting one of the big white straps suits was chucked in a room and Paddy you know there is a padded room yeah. in them no, just in case But I was
4: had one and. You was definitely in an a pub? <laughs> no, when I was in a crying, that had one. It was called. The, it was called the torture chamber. The fucking, the window looked right out of a pub. Oh, oh
2: Jesus! Jesus.
4: It I'm like, oh, man, no way, I know, man. This is man the, the, the pub's not there anywhere But I remember first day just getting in and Wasn't allowed to. Is that a pub? Really? And I'm, like, that a pub really? and I'm like, fucking hell! But I, i I've, I walked out after about a week. I walked th- the pride is in the south side that, they wanted to put me in the one fucking London, Roehampton, but that was the one in Elton John and all that, road, you know what I mean? I didn't fancy sharing a room with Elton John, so <coughs> I was um, I, I went out of the one in Glasgow. But I, I walked out one day just walked up the road. Walked up to uh, walked up to Castle. Right? Just ah, fuck it, I can't do this. Uh, and they phoned us and I went back down and um, I was getting angry with people but I was angry with myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I was telling you another people and, but it was it was my frustrations because I was in there and they were having you. used to have to write stuff and I was I felt stupid, mm-hmm. you know, because I just played football. I couldn't writing and being at school and all that wasn't my thing. Listen, I can write, and I can, but I'm not. Expressing yeah. my thoughts. Yeah. I, I, I can't. Yeah. I can talk, but she try to get it for her own about a paper it's something I've never been good at. You know what I mean? Um, and I get embarrassed one day and just get left um, and then. We, Back doing a couple of years later, uh, but that was because all my emotions were out of place, and I didn't know how to deal with them. You know, I didn't. I did you know, I need drink or drugs now to to f- combat how I was feeling. You know what I mean? And, and living in the real world with real emotions was, was difficult no. for me as well. You know, because f- for ten years previous to that, I'd always have been drunk, or thinking about getting drunk, or, or taking coke, or, or, or whatever. You know what I mean? I, um, I and that, that that was my. Thought process was fucking drinking. When, when can I get it? I mean, you know, even though I was training and um, I've done it in eight or four games or, or anything like that. But towards the end, my last when I left Reading, I get I got paid off. I get a lot of money. And I, I look back now, and I was trying to drink myself to death. Mm. You know a About three months, I just just gone for it. You know, I, I knew the results of the drug test were coming back um, and I didn't realise how big that was going to be either. You know, it was front page, it? It, was front page it was the first item on the 6 o'clock news. You know, so I remember coming up for Leeds, I was at a hearing in Leeds, back up the road and phoning my brother, uh, come and get me at the station, <coughs> bring a carry out. You know what I mean? Because it just, it, I went down, went to a hearing and it was at a hearing like this and they said, You've got half an hour to tell anybody before it, it goes to the papers. I says, "Listen, guy, I got the road to tell my man. and no, no. So the time I left the station and go to <coughs> left the hotel and go to the station, it had been on this news. And it, and it was on in newspapers and stuff. And listen, I found that difficult, you know. It was just fucking thought I'd play a film a drug test, you know. And but it was it was big news for 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 like a, a, a week. It fucking George Best and all that talking about it. And, um, and like I say I I done what I always done. I just hid it away you know I went out we and, and lay in the back room and they had to all face it you know my wee ma to face it Claire's granny my granny you know they were all people in the chapel and all that and good you know and they're, they're reading about their grandson who's a kind of drug addict and, and, and this and that and that, that was the bit that, that really killed me you know because they were suffering as a result of, of my actions you know what I mean they were they were, they were seeing what was, uh, you know, newspapers are like they like they just mm-hmm. write what they want, but anyway, you know, so that was, that, hey, was, you, a, that was a tough part.
2: Who's
4: got in sick because you? No, no. Been. Listen, listen they were writing things about my dad and all that, you know, my dad had been dead like ten years, and um, you stuff. And it was, it, it, it wasn't nice. A paper, was it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, right.
4: uh, um, uh, so do you want to touch people on a charity? If you don't mind and Well, listen, I'm not. I, I, obviously Chrissy's house is a charity that's close to my heart. I worked through there for seven, eight months. Listen, I'm still close to it. Uh, during COVID, was was obviously tough times because a lot of Chris's stuff is Chrissy's house stuff is face to face stuff, you mm-hmm. know. And it, 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 I think it's difficult to get that on a Zoom call or, mm-hmm. or, or whatever, you know. And I think a lot of people struggled. Listen, I think everybody struggled during the last two years. I think if you if you didn't have a wee wobble, no matter who you are and how strong your mental health is, you know, to every two years we've just had Uh, listen all that uncertainty, you don't know if you're going to have a job. There's there was so many you know, you want to get to see your pals, you know, there was so many things, you know, but I hate zoom
2: man. I hate zoom No, I know I've seen them out of quiz, man I fucking hate asked me there, I was like is it in person? I have. I'll do it. No to
4: No I, I just found it I, found it. I found it. I'm a people th- person, you know, I like human contact and make right. somebody get a f***ing cuddle and, and things like that. And all that stuff was too away the last yeah. two two years, you know. You're trying, to, you're trying to have a conversation with somebody on the phone and, you know. It's, That's how you're doing it, man. It's a Hunts game, isn't it? <laughs> to, it's <laughs> not going to. I don't think it's got the same two impact. Like, like, you don't know you meet up for a walk everybody you have a wee cuddle and all that as well you need you need, need humans I need to interact with each other well, just well that's what I'm saying it. You, you need that interaction we're, we're human beings You stories know stories are better
2: like oh, you can well. express a story yeah.
4: better yeah. can you yeah. hear me here nah <laughs> no I know somebody's trying to talk in and you, you miss it you and know, a wifi connection yeah, uh, can actually
2: <laughs> can't <just> jump up
4: <laughs> and you know but that for me listen I think everybody's struggled a wee bit during, during the last two <laughs> years you know and that's how these things are, are so important you know people are talking about it you know said, mate, people always think and go to have an answer to things It's know see sometimes it's just been there isn't it sometimes there is an answer no that, right? most, most, most of the time it's, it's an inside job for you know like you're not going to tell me nothing It's going to make me better oh, you no, know it's it's, no. that's the thing you know and I think sometimes you look at it as if like, you like, talk like, to like that I person you know and we, we put ourselves under pressure to, to say the right thing and sometimes it's not about saying anything sometimes it's, it's just, me just me. being there Aye. and uh, being that person you know
1: um, last but not least uh, Pingu, do you like to just give a wee kind of, I know we spoke about it obviously with other ones but just a wee bit more kind of insight into, into the walk and talk the, the other kind of stuff you've done rather than just the, the kind of walk and talk if you like
5: I in you said I uh, you how I felt in the past before so I felt but when I was at that time I thought me getting out, getting a bit of exercise helped me personally so just during lockdown we started out just, go, just get people out this. but you see we meet every week but also day that like we've we t- like me day trips to give people a wee bit away. We do it down to ballot, we do a cold water therapy, we get done ball ballot park and we get everybody dinner. Going to Day Millport this year and that, just different things, just try to give people like different aspects because you've got people who go, uh, like even during Covid, there's only time they get out. Yeah. So you need to give them that. Uh, so we're doing stuff like that. try to get weekends away because you, get, get you need to give uh, people something to look forward to as yeah, well. Stuff other people are doing that they might not be able to uh, do all the time, right? Uh, so basically just uh, meet up every week recently we just uh, after it as well working everybody um, a meal now because obviously we fucking all the Tory bastards we all the fucking cuts now lads we've got people out of our group now that's a
4: part <laughs> of political <laughs> work. are they not <laughs> all <laughs> 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 uh,
5: but basically we've got people with a our group now that's having to have a choice now it's eat or the heat or heat it's not that bad so just for one night we try to take the pressure off from there. so yeah uh, Used to cost a fair bit, but that Davey Farrell, you you probably know Andy, oh, yeah, he got yeah. in contact with so he gives us two big, massive containers of sausages, onions, and gravy every single week, free uh, for nothing. Uh, so we do that, so all our days we basically buy fucking roast totties and the chips, cook them, we <laughs> get about 30 40 meals every week for them, and all. So it's yeah. we do that, uh, just to say we'll just. Big plans for the summer and all, just all the big day trips. We've got to go to Millport go back down to Ballardy, do cold water therapy. Get a raffle coming on, is that right? Aye, next month, folks. We're going to try and get people a weekend away. Uh, so, obviously, just uh, uh, last year, you know yourself, we paid for 27 people to go to Derry. Uh, we gave everybody who was unemployed 250 quid and all, spending money. So, you know yourself, see if you're unemployed. We're going to have a kitten, I'm not going to do cause See if you you don't know no get any money you don't yeah. want to ask somebody "Oh, can I get a drink That's so we yeah, just that done that. that makes you feel ah, bad right. so we just put 250 quid in an envelope by everybody's unemployed there you go spend it what you man, just do that and it's The people at bed said, mate it's one of the best weekends ever thank you so much for it because it gives them a sense they can do what they want whereas if they're back with no get money they can't right. do what they want so they get it even if you're in a pub I'll get around and you see them going for it so it's even help them or all they
4: Yeah.
5: so basically we're going to try it again get a weekend away somewhere and seeing the boxing starting up every Saturday, uh, uh,
0: alternating between the circuit training and all. You're going uh, to get about 500 sign ups now that they've heard not. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I was economy going to go?
1: i <over? What laughs> not with the sausage.
2: I'm not a classic player, like
5: Winston yeah. I will miss <laughs> <seen> it <laughs> 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 uh, I, so basically just that bit uh, says walk well, talks every week as normal different days different places but uh, one thing I will say anybody that turns up total on a minute uh, we don't uh, put where a place is because obviously see you're walking in the park people are like, oh that's that mental health group and if you see somebody oh I didn't know he was up with that Sense and sense such, sense and such and such it. That's, that's why you know we just keep. Street. Just anybody wants to there just messages on Twitter, they'll do that. That's why we just don't do online because everybody goes. The only people know people who know you're going to be there is the people that are there themselves. So, Class. that's the way we went. That's the way everybody likes it. So, you've right, done a at the man.
1: Honestly, this, the work you've done is incredible. Mm-hmm. As well as the rest of the group as well, obviously. Um, is there any questions on? Ah, I didn't go see if there's any questions for the members of the a, a point here that we're in the Magnus room I don't see any Magnus <laughs> <laughs> on, at you Celtic you're Magnus man yeah. you're Magnus
2: I man yeah. <laughs> see I've done up in here for about a month <laughs> <laughs> see
4: if there's any questions if not anybody else get any
1: questions no anybody want to ask questions of each other anybody wants to say that or that no all good mm-hmm. See if there's any questions here
0: then. All good. Big thanks to everybody for tuning in. Uh, for the Curve, everybody tuning in to the episode when it's out. And more importantly, big thanks to you guys. for. I massively appreciate it, guys. For sure, having uh, us. So, pleasure. Thanks very much, Cheers, guys. guys.